release of duets from Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury later this year. According to Anita Dobson's husband, Brian May, people will be able to hear the tracks in about two months' time. The duo recorded a number of songs together in 1983, but had to cut short their studio time after Jackson brought in an actual llama. To whet your appetite for the release of these historic recordings, we have an Everywash Sound Celebrity News Unit Showbiz Exclusive, here exclusively with an exclusive interview with that very llama, Colin. Hello Colin, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure, I'm a huge fan of the show. 30 years ago you were working with Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury, two legends in pop. What was that like? Oh, it was a a delight from start to finish. Both of them were absolute gents. But how did you meet? It was a party at Sue Pollard's house. You can always rely on dear Sue for a good spread. I've been hogging the buffet with Paul Shane, you know, egging him on to see how many pickled onions he could fit into his mouth. Well, I heard this tiny polite cough. I turned round and who should it be but the young one from off the Jackson's Five trying to get the cheese and pineapple on a stick. Paul almost choked. I hit him on the back with a good old hoof, which caused mushed pickled onion to fly all over Michael. I mean, what could you do? Sue was a diamond. She got him a dressing gown and put his shirt in the twin tub. And then we just spent the rest of the night chatting. He about his music and and me about the guard behaviour of llamas and and our use in modern farming to protect livestock. And from this chance meeting over Sue Pollard's buffet, you were invited to join Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury in the studio. Mm, y- yes, I was thrilled. When I met Freddie, I told him as much. Love your work, Freddie, I said. Especially that Bohemian's Rhapsody one you did. A, a bit long, but good nevertheless. He smiled with those teeth of his. It said the recording stopped, and I apologise for bringing this up, because you were disruptive. Is there any truth to that rumour? Oh, uh, uh, a misunderstanding. Lamas, and I'm no exception, are, are fiercely protective. Dear, dear Michael and Freddie are singing away, you know, like the wood, when all of a sudden my camelid instincts flare up. Freddie looks like he's going for Michael, of whom I grow very fond, and I'm afraid I see red. I, I burst into the studio, this, the producer's going absolutely ape-defecation crazy, I put myself between Michael and Freddie spitting away. They're trying, or, or so I think, to protect my friend. Well, well, it takes some time for the shouting to clear. Things were said, you know, and I end up at Paul Shane's house, stacking on pickled onions and waiting to hear from Michael. Eventually he calls, all very understanding, and explains Freddie wasn't trying to attack him. It was just a case of over-exuberant jazz hands. Years later, we could laugh about it, but at the time, I was mortified. I see, and was that the end of your studio pop career? Not quite, no. I, I did the odd the odd job on and off, you know, uh, doing backing vocals for the Sugar Babes, you know, stuff like that. Colin, thank you ever so much for talking to us today, and that's your lot for this week. I'm Tris Walker, and you're a good egg.